This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. All right, Crowley, great interview there. Again, this is Season 2. It's Episode 43, Cubs Meatloaf. Not good enough. Let's take a look at some uh, news and notes and uh, get a preview of the, yes, Crowley, first place Pittsburgh Pirates at Wrigley Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Yeah, there was all sorts of news, and you kind of teased it out in Segment 1 a little bit. Marcus Stroman, always active on Twitter, isn't he? And so let's start Stroman again with another great start. And you just take a look here. He's uh, Marquis tweeted this out for all the people that are subscribed to the Fly the W uh, channel um, and the Score YouTube channel. Marquis Sports Network right here put on here. He has 12 quality starts. He leads MLB, 242 ERA, second in NL. 104 whip leads the NL. 191 opponent batting average leads the NL. 85.2 inning pitch leads the NL. He's clearly one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitchers in the NL. And a lot of people were tweeting out these stats. And then Stroman replied to somebody, uh, Chief Cub, and he said, my agent and I made multiple attempts to engage them on an extension. Club wasn't interested in exploring it now. We'll see how it plays out. Love everything about the Cubs organization. Now, obviously, this got a lot of people's attention, and he was interviewed in The Athletic, and he said, I'm just being straight up and real and honest with the negotiations. I want nothing more than to be a Cub. I kill myself 24-7 on and off the field to perform well, to keep my body in position, keep my mind in position. I truly believe I prepare like nobody else so I know my worth. We've been going to the front office from spring training very open that I want to be here. We've continued these thoughts up until now. There's been nothing from their side. No offers, no talks really at all. And Dustin, we've been through this before with a lot of people angry that they don't feel that the Cubs make a, a, a good faith effort in negotiations. And that's fine. But guess what? This isn't going to help. Going going to social media and having podcasts like ours and shows like the Mully and Haw show and all the other shows on 670 to score, that's not going to help. That is not going to help 
what Marcus Stroman wants to do. They, they are not going to like this. And he does not have age working on his side, number one. Number two, as we started the show, we don't know, we as a fan base, we as a Cubs organization do not know where the Cubs are going yet. Okay. And Marcus Stroman, what he could bring back from a contender is a Brinks truck at the, at the moment. Well, so, we do, we do have, um, you had, uh, what is it? Uh, who was on Mully and Haw that you had on here today? You had, uh, John Heyman, John Heyman talking about the extension and, and we have a clip from that right here. Yeah, I, I still think Stroman would. I, I think Stroman has been consistently good this year. Um, you know, Giolito's certainly been hot lately and very talented pitcher who's been a little bit up and down, but certainly has potential. So, uh, you know, I would say Stroman would have a little more value, but I think they both have big value. This is really a seller's market. And what I mean by that is that anybody who's selling, anybody's going to get a big, big premium. Just about every team is going to be looking for starting pitching who's in the race. And, uh, you know, there are, uh, at this point, very few sellers. And some of the sellers, like the Royals, the A's, they don't have much in the way of starting pitching to sell. So if you're one of those teams in the central that's looking, you know, like on the kind of on the cusp of a bad race, um, it may behoove you to actually become a seller. You know, I, I could see Bieber with the, with the guardians potentially uh, getting a big haul, but I certainly see Stroman and Giolito also getting big hauls. I, I would say Stroman more than Giolito, but both would get a lot. Okay, there we have it. So tomorrow we're going to have uh, Jim Callis on, and we're going to talk to Jim Callis. He knows every prospect that's out there, not just with the Cubs, but all over the place. And we're going to ask him what type of guys might be available from teams like, let's say, the Braves or the Orioles or other teams that might be buyers and what they have in their farm system that you might get in return. And I, at this point, Crowley, if you're going to trade Stroman – I need better than a scratch-off ticket. One of the guys that comes back needs to be somebody that can play every day. Is a positional player or a DH that plays every day if you want Marcus Stroman. Because Marcus Stroman on one of those teams is probably going to be a, a two or a three, and you need three starters in the playoffs. And he would be filling that role from a, for a contender. Now, 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 here's my problem here, Dustin, and, and this is what doesn't make sense to me, is that if Stroh went to Jed Hoyer at the beginning of spring training and his people, and I'm, I have no reason to, to doubt him on that, we're, we're at a different phase. So when we talk about Lucas Giolito, you see the window closing for the White Sox, and it may be time for them to pack it up and roll it in. But with the White Sox, or with the Cubs, what have you done? You just signed Dansby Swanson to six years. You just extended... Nico Happen Horner, Horner and Ian yep. Happ for another three years. So you're right now, you're supposed to be in the position. Say Suzuki's on that same timeline as Dansby Swanson. Jamison Tyone's on that same timeline. So you're talking, but they still, they listen, we said it from the beginning. We're going to keep banging it on this podcast. They are in desperate need of a big offensive bat. They are in desperate need if they want to win the central of a big offensive bat. And you know what buys a big offensive bat? $30 million a year. I think the Cubs are in more need of a big offensive bat than four more years of Marcus Stroman. But but you you have to understand here. Let's let's look at things, okay? And you, I know we'd like both. Sure. 
Right. And, 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 you know, I know the free agent market isn't great right now, but I think part of it is guys underperforming right now. And this is what you get when you have young players like Matt Mervis or Christopher Morales, you're going to go through extended slumps, but I would prefer to have, you, you need a rotation. You, you, Kyle Hendricks is, is up after next year. You then, so, I mean, you saw how Hayden struggled so far this year. You have other pitchers in the minors like Jordan Wicks and Ben Brown, who's been on the show. And you're hoping Justin Steele is going to come back in a couple of weeks, right? Right. But there is no guarantee. As you can tell with these young guys, you're going to have your learning curves and you're going to have your ups and downs. It's very rare that a guy just comes up and starts killing it right away and has no slumps. And so if you're telling me you're going to get rid of Marcus Stroman, and I don't know a hundred percent what's with Justin Steele. We don't know what we have. If it, you know, God forbid, if something happens, he ends up with Tommy John or, or something to that degree. Now you're telling me you're going to be out Marcus Stroman. You're going to be out uh, Justin Steele and you're going to be out Kyle Hendricks. Well, that might be Crowley in what you're saying are all the things. If you and I are talking about it, these are things obviously that Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins are talking about. They don't owe Stroman anything right this second. So nope. I think it doesn't do him any good to be, hey, just so you know, if it doesn't turn out the way you fans want, I've been trying. I, I, I just don't. I don't see. I don't see how that gets things going. I don't see. I, I don't see why Jed or Carter need to respond or say, okay, fine, we'll text your agent. You know what though? I 100% agree. But he's just staking out his claim, and I think that. There was John Heyman has another clip here where, and we don't have to play it, but he's just talking about, oh, he's had problems in the past. He had problem with one team in the past, and that was the New York Mets. And John Heyman's a New York guy, and there right, is a lot of bad. There's been more than that, right? I mean, he's he's been on how many teams has he pitched for? I know with Toronto, I, I mean, everything went fine for the most part. I mean, it's it, it, it's I don't I think the big problem and the misconception comes with what happened with the Mets, and I think that that was a really messy divorce, so to speak. And so I think that Stroman's just putting it out here that this is where he wants to be, and I don't think there's anything wrong with getting ahead of the story. And then all of a sudden, you saw what happened with Wilson Contreras, and how all of a sudden there were some leaks later on, and some well, Wilson did this and Wilson did that. You know what he. he He's putting it out there. I want to be here. I'm working my butt off. You know, the Cubs had a chance to, you know, go into extensions before Stroman even went into this year. And now he's having a great year. He just got that more expensive. So. Just keep, that's fine. And the Cubs can, the Cubs can afford it. Keep doing what you're doing and it'll all work out. Either you're going to get a Brinks truck from the Ricketts or you're going to get it from somebody else. But I think sometimes you got to know when to just keep your mouth shut, keep performing like you are, and you're going to get paid. So, I think maybe, you know Stroman. Maybe, maybe Stroman's if they maybe they will show up to CubsCon, Crowley. Maybe he'll then sh- decide to come to CubsCon. I'll invite him personally, but Stroman is one of those guys that that he isn't going to be quiet. He, you're not. That's not him. That just isn't him. And if that that's the thing is that you take the good with the bad, and that's the same as it was with Wilson Contreras or Carlos Zambrano or anything. Those are guys that say what they got to say. They put play with their hearts on the sleeve, and they live with their hearts on the sleeve. And so that that's just it. And I just like I said, I just I I would be happy to keep Stroman around. We'll see what happens. There's no, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to run him out. Crawley. Don't, 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 don't misunderstand. I, I, I don't, but I don't know what it's, it's June 12th. There's a ton of time left. Okay. The Cubs, the the Cubs can operate on their own timeline. They don't have to do anything. Nothing's going to change other than you're right. It's going to cost them more money, which they have. We all agree. They have it right. They all, they have the money. So spend it. Right. I hope so. Now we said Stroman's going to be an all-star. All-star selections voting first round has just come out. You've probably gotten these tweets that show you or, or, or the emails. 
uh, Mancini, Horner, Swanson, Wisdom, Gomes, Bellinger, Suzuki, Hap, and Morrell. Vote for them. Um, the first up updates have just come out right now, and you can take a look here. Uh, this is from Megan Montemuro. She said Cubs in top voting at respect to positions. Uh, Dansby Swanson's in fifth place at shortstop. Trey Mancini, fifth in first base. Christopher Morrell, fifth in DH. Nico Horner, eighth in um, second baseman. Jan Gomes, eighth. Patrick Wisdom, eighth. Cody Bellinger, eighth. And Seiya Suzuki, tenth. The so, only person that deserves to be on this list and should be way higher is Dansby Swanson and maybe Nico Horner. But Dansby Swanson should be winning at short. He should be the starting shortstop for the National League. There is no question in my mind about that. Well, I so took maybe a look. the same say the same group of people are voting, and that's why a bunch of these guys are fifth. But again, also there's a long way to go in this process. Right. First base, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonso, and Matt Olson are your top three. Now, right. second base, that's all, where you all were way asking. better, all way better than Trey Mancini. Right. All but but I don't Luis Arias is has had a phenomenal year. There's no way he's not number one. Ozzy Albies and Nolan Gorman from the Cardinals, Miguel Vargas and Jeff McNeil round out the top five. That's that, that's a tough group, Dustin. He could be, I, I but mean, I'm just saying I think he could. I think we could see him top five. I'm not saying he should be number one or two, but I think top five. I think eight's a little low. Right, maybe eight's a little bit low. And then uh, if you're looking, Orlando Arcia, the Braves up there. Francisco Lindor's number two. Xander Bogarts three. Matt McClain four, and Dansby Swanson five. I agree that Dansby should be higher than a couple of those guys. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, Carly. But Other again, we got, that, plenty, right. we got plenty. We got plenty. We got plenty of time. The, so obviously, the front office is listening to the podcast because Nick Madrigal uh, was called up, and Miles Masterboni or Miles Mastacholi, as a caller on the score called him, uh, was optioned down to Iowa, and then Madrigal all of a sudden started all three games against the Giants. Well, I don't have a problem with it because he was hot coming in, 488, oh, right. 580, 854 with his two weeks in the I-Cub. So if the guy's hot, I have no problem letting him play. That's fine. I mean, you know, that that's that works for me if you're going to do that. Play the hot hand until he's not. You know what I mean? Right. The concern just glad I it had, happened. I'm just glad it happened. Yeah, and the concern I have is that the guy that was the most hot for the Cubs, and he's still on our hot and not list, Seiya Suzuki, didn't play the last two games with what they're calling general soreness. He didn't play Saturday or Sunday, and David Ross said he's got some soreness. I think he's a little bit under the weather, so we'll give him one more day. I think he's not feeling 100% as a whole. He's not injured. He'll be fine. I think we're pretty confident in that. So Seiya had multiple hits on the last game against the Angels, had multiple hits in the first game against the Giants, didn't play Saturday and Sunday. So Cubs really need him to be okay, if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. I, I'm not going to believe it or not for once. I'm not going to go overboard about this, but he better be in the lineup and he better be in the hot category when they take on the Pirates starting on Tuesday night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, last season the Pirates finished with a record of 62-100, and 100, tied for last in the NL Central. The Cubs played the Pirates 19 times last season and took the series 10 games to 9. Cubs went 5-4 at Wrigley and 5-5 five five in PNC. 
The Pirates haven't been relevant since Jake Arrieta crushed their souls in the 2015 wild card game. I think Kyle Schwarber also put one out in the river. But years of acquiring draft picks and trades have this team on the edge of breaking out. Off-season key additions. Ah, yes, Mr. Dick Mountain Rich Hill is still alive and pitching. Carlos Santana was a good acquisition. Andrew McCutcheon is back. Austin Hedges, Vince Velasquez, Harleen Garcia, Jinman Choi from Tampa Bay, and then Connor Joe. So a lot of good additions. Some losses. We've talked about Mr. Newman. Uh, and uh, Kevin Newman, Zach Thompson, and Bryce Wilson. So a lot of additions, not a lot of subtraction so far. So you're going to have to One of their best young guys and one of their best young players is out. Yeah. yeah. Fractured his ankle. O'Neal Cruz has been right. out. That guy, and that guy's going to be special. He's, he's a stud. And so you're looking right now, and I remember, well, the first couple of weeks we kept saying, this ain't going to hold, this ain't going to hold. But guess what? The Pirates are, like you said, in first place, 34 and 30. They're seven and three in their last 10. So they are hot as a team. Milwaukee has lost four in a row, dropping them into second, followed by Cincinnati. The Cubs, nine games below 500, 28 and 37, four and six in their last 10. And we thought, remember, we thought this wasn't going to last with Pittsburgh and it wasn't going to last with St. Louis, but you got Pittsburgh in first and St. Louis in last. I can't even remember the last time that happened. Yeah, I, I'd love to get a guy like Chris Camp going to look into that for us. Uh, that that is that is really crazy. But here you go, Crowley. The Cubs have an opportunity to uh, make some hay starting uh, Tuesday night. Jamison Tyone, a former Pirate, right? And yeah. uh, you know maybe he can finally uh, get a, a win for the Cubs. Well, he, he's been pitching better as late as we know, but uh, it's 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 one of those things where I just don't ever feel comfortable when we make our predictions with him. Uh, last time out, he went 5.1 innings, gave up five hits, five earned runs, had four walks, and five strikeouts against the Angels. So he had been doing better previous couple games. He had his first win in San Diego where he went 5.2, and he gave up one earned run. And against Cincinnati, he only went 4.2, giving up four runs. So, I mean, you know, what, what do you, what, you know when you look at his game logs and you look at what he's done here, you're just hoping he can get sometime, somehow in the fifth and sixth inning underneath four runs so i'm just not really confident every time he takes the mound just ne- just yet but now would be a, a good a time as ever to get that uh to get the thing going right absolutely it's it's gotta ha- that's the only way you're gonna get on the run that jed hoyer talked about is right. is you're talking about looking to me i look directly at jameson tyone and i look directly at hayden wisniski and the entire hitting staff, you know, the, the, all the hitters. But right. those are the two guys that got to keep you in it. You can't just get – because this is not – the Cubs' offense is not one. Yes, occasionally they have the big six, seven, nine-run output, but in general it's two, three runs. That's about it. So just got to be more here. So Luis Ortiz is going for the Pirates. He's one and two with a 4.23 ERA. He's only started six games Last time out against Oakland, he went five innings pitch, gave up 10 hits, but only two earned runs against St. Louis. Um, that was his previous start, but I don't believe he started that one. Or that was his previous game, but I don't believe he started that one. He's kind of been shuttling in between. Um, no, he did start it. He, was, uh, he started and he only went two innings and gave up one earned run. So I don't know if that was an opener move or what. But yeah, he's just really a guy that kind of a, a bizarre young man here. He's got, he went against Seattle, gave up five hits, uh, uh, three earned runs. So don't know a lot about Luis Ortiz. He's only 24 years old. So 
Uh, Pittsburgh is full of these young guys. He got called. He was uh, called up to the Pirates on May 9th, 2023. So he didn't start the year with the Pirates. I hope we don't learn anything more about him, except that the Cubs put up a big crooked number against him. Agree. Game two, Drew Smiley. Um, you know, always keeps you in it like we've talked about, but just a guy that I could really, you know, I, I just need him to kind of really have a big game, really have a game, a shutdown type game. That to me would absolutely uh, be right what the Cubs need here. He did a really good job against the Angels last time. The guy got a loss, but he went six innings pitch, gave up seven hits, only two earned runs. So you can't really peg that on him. And then against San Diego, he went 5.2, seven hits, three earned runs. And then that Cincy start was a bad one. But in general, uh, he's been doing a good job, giving up just two or three runs here and there. But uh, the Cubs, like I said, just not a team that, uh, you know, scores a lot of runs. And then on the Pirates side, you got Dig Mountain, a.k.a. Rich Hill. I can't believe this guy's still in the league. And this one's got me nervous because I just got a feeling like the way that the Cubs hitter are, they're going to be flailing against these guys. We'll see what happens against the Mets last time out. He went seven innings and only gave up two earned runs against St. Louis. 6.2 innings gave up one earned run. He had a really bad start against San Francisco, though. He went six innings and gave up six earned runs. But in general, the guy, the old man, I, I remember watching him start game one or not game one. It was game three of the 2007 NLDS versus the uh, Diamondbacks. Gave up a home run on the first uh <laughs> on the first battery face, first pitch he faced, I believe, but he's been, you know, he had a really bad start the second game against the White Sox actually uh, of the season. But since then he's been pretty solid. And like I said, he's one of those guys that makes me nervous that he's going to have the, the Cubs hitters uh, off balance. And then in game three, we're going to have Marcus Stroman right here. And we talked about Stroman, the quality starts, the wins, the batting average against everything, just phenomenal. 6.2, two earned runs against San Fran, six innings, zero earned runs against San Diego. And then, of course, that nine inning, zero earned runs, only one hit against Tampa Bay. So the guy's just been absolutely phenomenal. He's going to go up against Johan Oviedo. Uh, Oviedo is three and five so far on the year. And, and he's had a pretty, like I said, just pretty solid start. But uh, against the New York Mets, he went 6.1 innings, he gave up two earned runs against Oakland. Seven innings, gave up two earned runs. And against San Francisco, 4.1, he gave up one earned run, but he did have five walks to go with five strikeouts. So it's not like he's a guy that's been lighting it up either. So I'm, I'm hoping that very similar to what I thought with San Francisco, I think, you know, I like the pitching matchups and I think it favors the Cubs. What doesn't favor the Cubs is the hot and not, Dustin. Oh. I mean, I mean, again, that Seiya Suzuki is in the hot and he hasn't played in the last two games is going to tell you a lot. And it, and the funny thing is it really, there, there really is nobody close when you talk to the hot and not here. Like no. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I can't call this guy hot here. So it was, um, Seiya Suzuki who I did have on the hot because he only missed two games, but in, um, the last seven games, he's been playing pretty well. And so hopefully he can continue to uh, be successful. But when we talk about the knots, that's when we start to have a lot of problems here because the list of knots is just absolutely awful. 
When we take a look at Saya, he is six for his last 15. He got hot. He was slashing 400, 471, 533 in his last seven before he had to sit down. He had um, no home runs, no RBIs, but he did have two doubles. But then once you start going down there, it, 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 it literally the third guy on the hot list would be Tucker Barnhart. So that's just oh, kind of. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> and the guy hasn't had a hit, first hit since May 13th. Crowley, yeah. come on. Stop it. Stop it. Dansby Swanson, you know, we talked about him. He is struggling two for his last 23, nine strikeouts to two walks. That's a slash line of 0. 0.87, That is well, just the strikeouts, awful. the strikeouts is what concerns me the most there. That that's what bothers me the most of the strikeouts. Ian Happ, not much better, a little better. Three for his last 20, no home runs, no RBIs. He's uh, slashing 150, 346, 150. So just another guy that – those are two guys that you just can't have being that bad. I would consider batting him leadoff to start the Pittsburgh series. I've heard that before, and, and you know, he has Work some walks, get out base. Ton, yeah. I'm not, I'm not um, against that situation, so we'll see what happens there. All right, so the Pirates come into town, Crowley. Who do we have to watch out for? Because I think, I think in this segment last week, you mentioned Jock Peterson. Yep, and this time it's Key Brian Hayes, who's 11 for his last 26. He has four RBIs, slashing 423, 423, 577. Another guy, local guy, made good. Jack Sawinski has five for his last 15. He has two home runs and four RBIs. That guy is slashing 333, 389, 800 slug. And all I can tell you is every time this guy comes to Wrigley Field, his family comes out and everything, he just does nothing but hit the snot out of the ball. So please be careful with Jack Sawinski. Uh, as far as the knot is concerned, you know, Carlos Santana is the big free agent signing. Three hits in his last 19 at bats, one home run, RB, one RBI. So he's slashing 158, 273, 316. And Andrew McCutcheon, he's back three for his last 16. He's got no home runs, two RBIs, but he's slashing 188, 481, 188. But that's a guy who loves playing at Wrigley as well. So just be on the lookout. All right. Thank you for the tip. We'll be watching. Hopefully the Cubs are paying attention to who's hot and who's not as well, buddy. Absolutely. Prediction time? Absolutely. I, I'm going Cubs take two out of three. I, I, I'm I'm feeling some home cooking looks good. I, I, I like the Marcus. I think that they have two games that I feel that they really truly have a chance to win with Stroman automatically putting that in the win column. And so you got to just take one out of the next two, one from either Jamison Tyone and Drew Smiley. I'm hoping that it's the Drew Smiley one, but uh, we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah, well, Crowley, what I am hoping for is that uh, they win the first two, and then we are going for the sweep with uh, our guy, Marcus Stroman, on the mound, and that's where it's all going to happen. So let's go get three. I, I am calling for a sweep at Wrigley Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against the first-place Pittsburgh Pirates. This is your chance. you got six out of your next nine games against the team leading the nine. division. You make, some, make some big hay here. You make a big yes, move right sir. now. Yes, sir. So let's get excited. Go to Wrigley Field. Cheer on the Cubs. I will not be there. I will be in Myrtle Beach. So be paying attention to the socials as we will be there to kind of uh, show you what's going down in the beach. 
All right. I can't wait to see that. That's a wrap, Crowley. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook and on Instagram. Email us, flythew670gmail.com. Now you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to 670 The Score YouTube channel. Let's sink those pirates. Go Cubs!